hi, and welcome to Women Empower Active. I am your host, Jacqueline Gross, and my co-host is Erica Mann. And we are interviewing today Sarah McCormick, who is a mountain runner. And um, I wanted her to start out by telling us a little bit about herself, her background, and kind of how she started basically being active. Yeah, um, so I ran since I was little. Um, I grew up in Michigan and Michigan where we lived was very flat um, and I was quite into running and into soccer as well. Um, And then, um, yeah, I met Jackie at Michigan State. So that was on the cross country and track team. Um, Jackie can probably attest I wasn't exactly like setting the world on fire with my running in Michigan. (laughs) (laughs) so I was just sort of yeah definitely middle of the pack runner would be a kind way of putting it um but yeah did cross country and track there and then moved to the UK um where I got into well we call it fell running here because very locally the mountains are called fells but they um the sport generally is called mountain running um and so got into that and um it's been yeah really fun um obviously you get to travel some really scenic places so um really enjoying it uh, apart from right now because i can't travel anywhere <laughs> <laughs> right but yeah it's a really fun sport i think it's funny sarah that you like have an accent now <laughs> i know i was like should i tell her i have a weird accent now <laughs> <laughs> I know it went really weird because like at first I lived in the in England but I moved to Ireland and Scotland as well and then um, my boyfriend he's Irish so like I just get all these different like influences yeah (laughs) I don't don't blame you I feel like that happens to me too when I go someplace and then I'll I'll say a word that's only that they use like any I visit and I was like did I just use <laughs> I'll go with it <laughs> I, was watching, I don't know if you guys watched the movie uh uh Bridgerton oh I know what you mean yeah <laughs> I was using their terminology recently <laughs> I was so into the show <laughs> yeah <laughs> like what happened in that day that you first decided to <laughs> race up a mountain and down a mountain <laughs> well I remember because my mom's from this area of the UK so we'd come here on family holidays and I remember being quite young and walking up a mountain with my family and seeing um kind of catching the middle of a fell race and seeing people sprinting around um, and some of them had like blood pouring out of their knees and stuff, which actually doesn't happen very often. But I would, I just remember looking at them and like being like, what are they doing? So I kind of knew of it from an early age. And and I remember always thinking it'd be cool to do. But obviously, it's not something that you have in flat areas like um, Metro Detroit. So it wasn't until I moved to the UK. Um, and even then, I kind of didn't really know how to get started. So eventually, I met some people who were into fell running and um and got into it that way but um yeah it's obviously there's like a, there's skills involved like running down rocky descents and things that I'd never really done before and I wasn't very good at even running uphill like I wasn't particularly strong at running uphill so I didn't I didn't come into it like just finding it easy or anything like that and I remember going to my first um race and I was so nervous um 
I was just sick in the first mile of the races. I couldn't keep my breakfast down because I just, I was that nervous. Um, and it ended up going okay. And it's such a friendly sport. Like I, I did get in a few people's ways because it was a very narrow path on the way down. And like, I was just going too slow, but people would just say, oh, excuse me, can I come by? So it's like, you know, no one was there shouting at you, like you're going too slow. So <laughs> it was fine. And then, you know, eventually I got better at it. Um, and eventually started kind of traveling to other races in Europe and that sort of thing. Wow. That's very cool. Um, I just like that bloody knees was something that brought you into this sport. <laughs> <laughs> I think it originally scared me off the sport, but yeah, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of nicer parts of it as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so do you train, do you train differently for mountain running than like, obviously you, you ran in college and you were a collegiate athlete. Like, did you train any different than that? Or is there similar like workouts? Yeah, there's definitely similar elements in terms of like, say, you know, if you're training for a 5k on the road, you might break it down into like 12 by 400 meter repeats or whatever. And, um, and the same principles apply to mountain running where you could do hill reps or, you know, you could do an uphill tempo for 20 minutes, but at a lower intensity than what you do in a race and that kind of thing. Um, but I definitely had a very like track and field mindset when I started training for it. And that, what I found is like, I do say, you know, eight, two minute hill reps. And then when it came to actually running uphill for 30 minutes, I, I wasn't very good <laughs> because yeah. the longest hill I'd run up was two minutes. Um, so there's definitely like, a, I would call it a strength endurance element that um, takes a long time, or at least for me, took a long time um, to kind of build up. Um, and especially for the descents, like you just, the kind of forces going through your legs when you're running downhill are so much greater than when you're just running on the flat. So that takes quite a specific kind of strength as well that I didn't really have when I started. And I wouldn't say that I built that strength up very quickly either. Um, so it took me quite a long time and a few sprained ankles to kind of get better at coming downhill. And even now I wouldn't say it's like my forte, but I'm definitely kind of a lot more confident than I used to be. Um, but yeah, I think the speed element of track and field is still very useful and is probably still a part of races that I make up places would be on the kind of more runnable, flatter, or gradual sections compared to the steep sections. So I think the track background still is like very much a, a factor for me. No, it's really interesting for like the that downhill aspect. It's something that I mean, I personally work on. So I would be interested, like, what kind of workouts are you doing to, like, strengthen those specific muscles? Yeah, I mean, a lot of it is just, like, time on your feet in the hills, and that can be anything as simple as going out for a hike, um, and certainly something I noticed when I started fell running or mountain running is that I could probably only do it twice a week because it was a lot to recover from, and the rest of my runs would be flat, whereas now, like, um, my most of my runs would be in the mountains and if I do too much flat road running that's when my legs get really sore so oh wow um, <laughs> it's interesting I went somewhere flat at Christmas and I, I like just about gave myself an injury from trying to do the same kind of amount of training that I do at home um yeah just because it's just what your legs get used to but I think um just spending time in the hills whether that's running at higher intensity and doing kind of an up and down tempo run um, or just taking it really easy and walking or lightly jogging, like 
anytime that you're on a gradient, whether it's up or down, you're going to be gradually building up that that kind of strength, even if it doesn't feel feel like you are at the time. And then obviously, like you can kind of stress the system even more by by going faster or um you know kind of pushing the intensity and, and that'll be more of a stimulus kind of um if if you want to see bigger gains but obviously balancing that with the injury risk is an important factor as well what's your favorite distance to race and why um i like um in in italy there's like um a 25k like i suppose that would be what would that be like just over half marathon distance um a lot of races are right around that kind of distance and I, and I really enjoy that because it tends to once you've like factored all the mountains in it tends to take you about two hours um and yeah anything over three hours still kind of boggles my mind a little bit like I'm, I haven't really got my head around the long distances yet um but I do like I kind of would think of that as more of a medium distance mountain race and um and I find those fun because you can you can still go quite fast when you hit a more gradual section. Um, but the other great thing about mountain racing is like sometimes when you hit a steep climb, the um, the most efficient thing to do is just power hike it. So you kind of get those mental and, and kind of physical breaks in the race where you're not just trying to maintain a single pace the entire time. So then you can kind of attack the parts that suit you better as well a random question that I've been thinking about and you're doing a lot of up and down running is that I have been running uphill and my heart rate is like fine. Like I could get just like steep climbs. I'm like really consistent with, but then when I go to run downhill, I was experiencing some like heart rate spikes of like, you know, 180 or like almost 200, (laughs) like it got really high. Um, and obviously I'm expelling energy that way and it, doesn't feel hard when I'm doing that how do you like combat that to keep your like heart rate manageable on like the down I think I mean again I'm not like um the world's best descender but if you look at the people who are like um Killian Jornet um he just looks really relaxed and Mm -hmm. um almost as if he almost looks kind of floppy as if like he if he fell it almost wouldn't be very painful whereas I think like um you know, we can hold a lot more tension and sort of get um, almost kind of more rigid and use more muscle action than we need to, um, especially if it's like a technical descent that you're sort of like thinking really hard about or whatever. And and so I think sometimes you can actually get a bit less efficient on those just by tensing up and kind of, yeah, just um, not necessarily just relaxing into it. So I don't know if, if that's something where like, and for me as well, when I'm trying to kind of improve on, on the descent in a training run, I, I get to something where I'm like, yeah, I'm really not in my comfort zone here. Then I just slow it right down as well mm-hmm. and kind of try and um, find something that, that works a bit better. And so, yeah, I think, I think the thing I've found to improve on my own descending is kind of slowing it down and trying to take a lot of the tension out of my body. <laughs> you fall over then then you're not kind of um you're not kind of as tensed up anyway so theoretically yeah yeah I know sometimes I'm just like I probably am going to fall so 
it's just going to happen. I'll accept it. And then yeah. a little less nervous about it. <laughs> but there's sometimes when like when I was in, I was in Arizona and like there was really rocky sections of it. And I was like, if I fall here, this is going to feel terrible. Like they're super yeah. sharp rocks. <laughs> and that's yeah. when you probably do tense up a little more. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Like we have kind of rocks, but it'd be mixed with like um, really mucky, like peaty conditions and um we've had a bit of snow and then when the snow melts it just turns to like complete slop so sometimes I find if you tell people beforehand you're going to fall over then it kind of <laughs> makes it less embarrassing when it happens <laughs> <Right>. <sighs> what's your uh, biggest success on your trails um I I was really proud this year of um I won a few races in Italy that were um they have different national championships and and so there was a long distance and a VK and um, a relay championships all over on different weekends. Um, and so some, somehow in a way that will never happen again, I managed to win um, those three races. And that was just really special for me because um, Italy would be kind of the, the home of mountain running in a lot of ways. Um, I mean, there's a lot of other countries that might contest that, but I think... <laughs> For the, the kind of definition of mountain running that we use when we go to the world championships and the European championships, it's largely based around the kind of Italian style mountain running. Um, and they have a, a great history um, and culture around mountain running there. So, um, yeah, and it's just a place where I, where I visit a lot and I, I really, really love Italy. So um, it meant a lot to kind of come away with those wins, which is just completely unexpected and as I say I'm not expecting to kind of repeat that I think I need to maybe um change up my races for next year so that I don't kind of fall into that um trap of of just trying to repeat um a, a success that I've achieved and and kind of create some different goals where I'm not putting that kind of expectation on myself um not that I don't think I can you know have another good season but I think sometimes if you just go back to the same races and try and replicate results from previous years you're kind of putting unnecessary pressure around that race rather than um just going and seeing what a different mountain is like in a different route and meeting different people and um and that's a great thing about mountain running is is that you always end up somewhere scenic and you end up with people who love the mountains as well so um so yeah even though it was cool I think like, I don't want to just try and do that again. I want to do something different. <laughs> with all the people that you connect with and you build relationships with, do you guys form a community so you guys know, like, hey, let's meet somewhere else next? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And and that's one of the reasons why I live where I do, which is in the northwest of England. So part of that is because we've got mountains here, but um, also it's kind of the well, it's definitely a real hub of mountain running in the UK. So we've got um, a mountain running club locally, but there must be six or seven other mountain running clubs just in this region of like 40 by 40 miles um, where the mountains are that, um, you know, there's there's a number of clubs and there's a real community here. And, and um, right now we're in lockdown, but in normal times, um, we'd have like a Tuesday Tuesday night club run where we go out in the mountains and then like maybe a Sunday long run and maybe um, like track or hill reps on a Thursday. Um, so there's always like kind of people to meet up with and stuff to do or um, even non-running related stuff. You kind of 
still know that you've got like-minded people around who are always keen to kind of go outdoors and and just go for a walk or go cycling or whatever so um it's a really nice place to be awesome. like how many people are normally in a race and like can you just join or do you have to like qualify for these I mean, you're running at a pretty elite level um like what would get you to that point is there some races that you have to do well in like normal running yeah i mean in the uk and my impression in america is that it's the same is that it's very inclusive so like in italy sometimes they have like these elite only they're not really i wouldn't say elite only but they're like high high level of competition races where um you know you might you might want to be like having done it for a few years before you compete but here in the uk um you, it's super inclusive and um, yeah, you can pretty much just show up and, and not really have done a race before um, and you'll fit right in. Like in the UK, the sport is slightly different in the sense that a lot of the time the routes aren't marked. So um, the thing that kind of um, would stop some people is the fact that you might need to know a bit of navigation or you might need at least um, have run the route before so that you know where you're going. Um, but in terms of um, ability level, I think it's a very inclusive kind of sport. Um, and, you know, if you've just kind of spent a few months like getting getting used to running in the mountains and, and you kind of know your general safety and your general navigation, then um, there's there's no there's definitely no kind of um, experience requirement or um, ability requirement to go and do a race, which is one of the nice things about the sport. And then how many participants are there usually? Um, it really depends. Like we have some super low key races here where it might be a weeknight in the spring and you get like 50 people turning up. Um, and then we also have like English and British championship races, which um, the entries fill up really fast. And you might have like across men and women, you might have seven or 800 Um but then I've done like a race in Switzerland, the, the Sierra Zanel race. Um, I mean, they must get something like five or 6,000 people doing it. So um, yeah, it's really just dependent on the race. But yeah, the nice thing is that there's just loads to choose from whether you want something low key or whether, you know, you kind of want the atmosphere and the buzz of like a huge event with like probably some famous people there and stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's like a lot to choose from. Wow. That seems like a lot of people, like seven or 8,000 seems like really scary for like running uphill or downhill, just because you like <laughs> usually want that like little space in front of you to be able to like see and not yeah. fall on somebody else yeah. or pick them up. <laughs> yeah. Dominoes all the way down. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Have you ever considered, um, you know, like in Seward, there's a Mount Marathon race? Do you oh, um, is that the one in Alaska? Yeah, it's in Alaska. Oh, yeah. 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 Have you ever considered doing that one? It's gotten like a lot more buzz now, but it we used to be not as well known. But like the entire city gets taken over and like people are camping on the side of the road and it's just like crazy. Um yeah. now. But <laughs> yeah, I've I think I've seen videos from that. It looks really cool. Um definitely it looks like you have to be a good descender. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's my like forte, but it looks really cool. And um I've never, because I lived in Michigan, I've never actually done a mountain race in the States. So um, I'm hoping to change that in, in June. Um, I'm hoping to come do a race in California. Um, 
so yeah I'd definitely like to do a few more races in the states because um I've met a few mountain runners from America and it, um it sounds like well there must just be so much to choose from because it's such a vast country and and so many different mountain ranges and mm-hmm. um so yeah I'd really like to do a few more but I think I'd need to work on my descending a bit more <laughs> before that one. <laughs> yeah um and then you said like Italy was like the ideal like like I guess the um place to be for mountain running the inspiration everything like what's the difference terrain wise like if because I've never been to Italy like what does it look like how is it different um I think one of the coolest things about the Italian races is like so for instance here in the UK in in our mountainous area where I live in the Lake District um we have villages like at the bottom of the mountains um but in Italy like the, the mountains are much bigger so our hills here are like um maybe 3,000 foot maximum um and in Italy obviously it's the Alps they're about four times that size so um so they have they have villages up on the side of the hill and um so one of the cool things about a lot of their races is you'll start in a town in the valley um and you'll run up through the hill but every so often you'll pop out in a village um and you'll just be running between like these really narrow like alleyways with 300 year old houses on either side and a few few goats like with bells on in a field and um and cobble streets and stuff and um there's one really cool race um, every year in August. Um, it's called Flutter Trail. And um, one of the reasons I like it is because they have a contest between all the villages, um, like the little mountain villages that the route passes through for um, for the best support of the runners. So, oh, so cool. Along and you, pass, you come out in a village and there's like a brass band playing and there's like <laughs> just screaming their heads off at you and um they'll all be like dressed up as bumblebees or something (laughs) throwing water at you and stuff it's really cool so that's like your kind of um that one's around about 25k so you pass through maybe six villages and every village will have like a different dress up theme and stuff Um, and you're never kind of running along for too long before something else interesting happens yeah Um, yeah Wow, that is so cool. And that'd be like, so like, it's like, talk about trail running being like, oh, this is a, there's something to look at all the time. Like, that's definitely like going to distract you while you're <laughs> running up this giant mountain. <laughs> yeah, it's that's really so cool. <laughs> yeah. I've been to Italy once for a wedding. And yeah, I, was, I remember being so amazed going up hills because we were trying to get to our villa but we had to park the taxi and then walk the rest of the way because the village was on the mountain. So we had to hike up to get to our villa. And if you're running through that, that's very pretty. That's very interesting. <laughs> you would definitely yeah. direct it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Just gorgeous. And there's so many little historic villages just like tucked away in the mountains. And they're all just um, almost like untouched by time, just really, really old houses. And um, like you say, like a lot of them aren't accessible by car and things. So it's kind of kind of special to be able to get there, um, you know, running or walking or whatever. Mm. So cool. When um, you begin your races and before you started mountain racing what is something that you wish you would have known before um starting your races (laughs) um that's a good question um i wish i would have known about the kind of scene in europe um earlier or kind of how to get into it because um i i probably stayed racing in the uk and ireland for maybe 
um, seven years before I started going to Europe to race. Um, and then it's only really since like 2018, that I've started doing a lot of races on the continent. And um, like, yeah, it's, I definitely shouldn't make out like Italy is the only country with good races because I've done some really good ones in um, Slovenia and, um, and Spain. And um, I haven't raced in Macedonia, but I've gone training there and it was really amazing. Um, and um, uh, Bavaria and Germany, just so many places and every place that kind of the race is a bit different and the, the kind of culture around racing or, or how they celebrate after the race and stuff is a bit different. And um, so I just kind of wish I'd gotten into it earlier. Um, I just didn't, yeah, I probably didn't really know where to start with it all. Um, but once again, you know, once you meet people who are doing the same thing, then, then you immediately can kind of figure out you know where to go and what to do and I think back to I don't I, I really don't think I'm a very coordinated person <laughs> I try and start like running downhill when I was um, only used to running on the flat um, like I was really bad at it and and you know every so often people would tell you that you're bad at it <laughs> I mean especially because I probably improved at my uphill faster than I improved at my downhill so there was definitely a few years there where I could kind of get to the hill to the top of the hill fairly quickly and then just lose a load of places on the way back down and kind of almost um you know like no one was unkind about it but like people would banter about like oh you need to get better at this or that and it, and um and and so I would kind of get that into my head like oh I'm good on the uphills but I'm not very good on the down um and of course as soon as you start telling yourself I'm not good at this or that then you know you get to the, a certain part of a race and all you can be thinking is oh, I don't like this this doesn't suit me can't wait for this part to be over you know and and you're you've immediately got this negative feedback loop in your brain of just this doesn't suit me people are going to pass me and of course what happens um and you know it does take a while to get better at descending but I think you do get better at it faster if if you kind of go easy on yourself and and not really tell yourself that you're bad at it and and something I kind of, it took me a long time to realize was, well, actually, I still haven't been doing this very long. So why don't I just kind of give myself a chance to um, see what happens if I keep at it. Um, and yeah, I think just as soon as you start looking for things where you're maybe slightly stronger at, like, I'm quite good at descending when it's dry. <laughs> um, then, you know, even if it's not going to be dry every race, you know, you can start focusing on positives rather than just telling yourself that you're not good at something. And because it's quite a, a, a slow progression, you know, you might be a year or two down the line, you might come down a hill and think, oh, I definitely did that better than, than last time, you know, so accepting that just because you're not better than yesterday doesn't mean you're not better than two years ago. And just accepting that, like, it's a, it's a slow process, I suppose. Yeah, definitely. It's going to take a while to get better at like climbing or descending or whatever else. I've definitely realized that too. In moving to Washington, I were, I had a long time where I was just working towards building my um, climbing strength and it just took a very long time for me. I was definitely didn't come naturally at all. <laughs> so I can relate to that one. Um, you kind of spoke a little bit about this earlier, but um, what were your goals 
for this upcoming year? I know that you said you didn't want to repeat goals or successes that you've already had. And I totally can relate to that because that doesn't really set you up in a good mindset. What are some Mm -hmm. goals that you are going to work on this year? Um, I think one of them is the um, the Mountain Running World Cup, which I have done twice before. But the nice thing about that is that um, every year the races change. So there might be one or two that are the same as the previous year. Um, mm-hmm. But they, yeah, they change. So the race is scheduled for this year. One of them is the one in California, which I've never done. And then there's a race in the Czech Republic and there's a race in France and a race in Switzerland and just all over the place um, and you can kind of pick and choose you don't have to do them all but it's on a point system um I think it's like it'll be like your best of six races or something like that um so I would like to do that again and I think I won't necessarily feel the, the same kind of pressure because the races are different and again you know you get to go in new places and and meet new people and generally kind of have a party after the race and stuff so um it's quite good fun but I'll try and find a few different ones um especially some races in the UK um that I haven't done before as well um so yeah just try and mix it up a bit do you have any words of empowerment for our followers especially those who are looking to do mountain racing or just um in general um I think just focusing on the positives like it's not it's a pretty basic thing but you know you can get really caught up in in what you don't feel good at but um focusing on the positives and also the fact that if you're a beginner at something you can kind of make progress um a lot quicker than you know say 10 years down the line when you're just looking for the marginal gains so just enjoy being on that really um steep part of the learning curve where where you can see um big improvements straight away and just kind of embrace the stuff that that's not going so well and know that you know it's going to improve what or who inspires you and then does your where does your drive come from for this um I think yeah there's um definitely a lot of really strong kind of women in mountain running who have inspired me um there's a woman um here in well she lives in Scotland she's called Angela Mudge and um she's like she's uh won the she's won the world championships before um and the sky running world championships um and she ran for uh, Great Britain for cross country as well so she's quite like a an all-rounder and um and she's yeah she's really strong fell runner and she um so her surname's Mudge and they've kind of turned that into a, a verb. So if men get beaten by Angela Mudge, um, they, they, they call it being mudged. <laughs> I think it's pretty cool that you're um, that good of a, a runner that, you, <laughs> that your name gets turned into a, um, a verb. And um, um, uh, yeah, so, so Angela is one of my inspirations, but there's, um, there's some, some other really amazing runners like um, Andrea Meyer and, and Victoria Wilkinson there's there's so many to choose from here um and definitely my mom as well because she got me into running so I would say she's the one who kind of um you know she whenever I said I kind of didn't want to go for a run or I only wanted to do a mile or something like she would always kind of (laughs) she wouldn't make me do it if I didn't want to do it but she'd kind of just coax me along a bit and um so I probably always have her her voice in the back of my head as well is there anything else that you wanted to to add just that I think that confidence can be a big thing and you know um the more that I kind of chat to 
to other runners the more you know I become aware because I've been running from such a young age I suppose I've never been self-conscious about just running along a road and I don't really I don't really think about like oh what do I look like or who's who's noticing me or anything like you know do I look like I've got good running technique but on the other hand like in recent years I've done things like jujitsu and kayaking and stuff that I'm completely crap at that you know (laughs) would be very like kind of self-conscious about so um sometimes I just try and channel channel the confidence from one area of my life into um into another area when I'm just doing something that I'm kind of (laughs) just making a complete mess of but um, I think you know yeah if you can kind of put put a lack of confidence to one side or just try and try and borrow it from another area of your life um just till you kind of get going with things and that can really help I noticed like I'll be focusing on one thing and conquer like at one thing but then when I try to do something else there's muscles I've noticed I haven't been trained or focusing on and I'm like oh that that hurts <laughs> like yeah. I feel bad so hammer on the point again to that different workouts can exercise different parts of your body so it's great to be versatile and and I, I do imagine that mountain running would allow you to do that. Even if you're not a mountain runner, can take a lot of training tips um, away from this particular sport. Um, and actually, that you know that made me think. Uh, Sarah actually also coaches, um, and I don't know if you specifically coach mountain athletes, but if you wanted to talk a little bit about that. Oh yeah, so I do coach mountain runners, but I um I coach a full range of runners. Um, I I actually enjoy um I enjoy when someone comes along who does road because it's kind of like the only um kind of training that you can do paces for, and I really like numbers side of things. But I coach a complete mix, um, which is really fun. So like ultra trail, mountain, um, and then like your standard kind of road and cross country and that sort of thing. So, um it's definitely something where you can keep learning all the time. Um, and it's really enjoyable and um, kind of getting to see how people progress and that sort of thing. Um, and, and it's another kind of aspect of my life where I've noticed, um, you know, how much confidence or just kind of positive um, kind of feedback loops in, in your thought processes can really help. So, um, yeah, I think it's definitely reinforced to me that, you know, just, kind of staying positive and accepting that things don't always go the way you want them to go and kind of just moving on um, definitely works in the long run. If athletes are trying to connect with you in order to train under you or any other personnel is looking to connect with you, how can they connect with you? Um, we have a website. Um, it's called Missing Link Coaching. Um, so the website is missinglinkcoaching.co.uk. Um, and I'm on Instagram as missinglinkcoach. Uh, 